This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti, going solo this week without my beautiful wife, Remy. Great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the country. We continue to add and pick up new stations. Love to see the growth. Love to see the more expansion. You know what our goal is. Every state we want to be on a sports radio station. So thank you to all of our new affiliates. And thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're listening to that, we really do appreciate it. Our guest this week is two-time Super Bowl champion Jeff Hostetler. Stay tuned for that conversation because Jeff launched a nonprofit called Quarterback United, QB United, to help support suicide prevention. So many quarterbacks, past and present, are involved. And we really dive into it, the importance of it, and what he's doing there. Jeff also led the 1990 New York Giants to a Super Bowl championship. So hear a little bit about his career journey from backup to Super Bowl champion quarterback. Jeff is also a strong believer, and he talks about his mom reminding him when he was a kid to always remember whose you are. And that is such an important lesson for all of us. Who are we? Whose are we? Who do we belong to? Psalm 100, verse 3 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. See, sometimes in life when we're throwing a curveball, how often does that happen? I hated trying to hit curveballs. I played baseball through college, continued to play baseball after that. I hated curveballs. I I loved fastballs, Uh, and it's so much easier for any hitter. You see the ball, you hit the ball. Curveball, you got to stay with it. Take it to the opposite way and hang in there. But when life throws us a curveball, when things don't go the way we plan them out, it's easy to, to cast doubt on one ourselves if it's failure to accomplish something or on God's plan. And we doubt God himself. Why are you letting this happen? What's happening here? What's this disappointment about? Why are we frustrated? Why are our plans not working out? And we need to take in this a second, a minute, an hour, however long we need. And just remember who we are, how valuable we are to God, and whose we are. Because the Bible tells us that God paid a significant price for us so that we don't become enslaved by this world. We are God's children. We belong to him. Jesus Christ paid for our lives with his life. See, God traded, exchanged his own son for us. And that cross is proof. That cross proves just how valuable we are. In those moments, in those times where we think we have no worth, think about this. Jesus gave his life for us. Jesus didn't die for nothing. He didn't die for garbage. He didn't die for trash. He died for someone extremely important and significant, and that is you and that is me. So it's a short lesson today. It's a short conversation today because we want to get into this interview with Jeff Hostetler. But a reminder, know who you are. Know who you belong to. We belong to God. We are his people. We are made in his image and likeness. We are so valuable. Don't let anything in this world deter you from knowing that. Up next, you're going to hear from Jeff Hostetler. You're listening to Faith on the Field Show. 
Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. This is Derrick Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Back to Faith on a Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonafieldshow.com. You can find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen to the show anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Sometimes we cut them short for radio. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field. And please be sure to tell a few friends or as many as you'd like about Faith on the Field. If you would like to be a sponsor for the show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonafieldshow.com. We've got so many exciting things happening right now, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. We have various packages that we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise, but you want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonafieldshow.com. Jeff Hostetler played 13 seasons in the NFL with the Giants, Raiders, and Washington. He was 51-32 and as a starter, and this was pretty intriguing. Never had a losing record personally as a starter in any season, even in the seasons where he started one game or two games or three games. Always had a winning record. In the playoffs, he was 4-1. and He stepped in for Phil Simms in the 1990 season and led the Giants to a Super Bowl championship. Jeff has founded a nonprofit called QB United, its first initiative, supports suicide prevention and mental health. September is Suicide Prevention Month. 57 past and current NFL quarterback greats, including Troy Aikman, Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, Dan Marino, Joe Namath, Dak Prescott, Phil Simms, Joe Theismann, they're involved. Find out more in my conversation with Jeff Hosteller. Jeff, welcome to the show. Really appreciate your time. I know you're doing tremendous things that I'm excited to talk about within the, within the space of mental health. I want to talk to you a little bit about the New York Giants, one of your former football teams that you led to a Super Bowl victory. How have you seen this team develop so far? They made the playoffs last year, get a terrible loss. I, I believe you were at that game week one against Dallas, and then they bounce back. Lose, losing 20 to nothing to Arizona and they come back for a big victory. What does that mean for an organization? Well, I, I think uh, obviously they didn't start the season out like they wanted to. Uh, a lot of high expectations uh, for a, a brand new season. And you want to come out and play well. And uh, uh, one thing after another did not go well against a really good football team. And um, you can't do that in the NFL, but they rebounded uh, in a in a huge way uh, this past weekend, which is a, a big, big win. I think that gets them back to where they want to be. I, I know the confidence part of that um, is key and uh, to be able to uh, be down as much as they were and then turn around and come and win that game. Uh, that's that's a big time win for them. You played in that media market. You know what it's like. Expectations are high. Pressure is on. When a quarterback like Daniel Jones gets a huge contract the way he did, 40 million dollars, how do you handle that? What's your advice to someone like that playing in New York, playing for the Giants? 
Uh, he doesn't need any of my advice. Uh, he, he knows how to handle it. And that's, that's part of the, that's part of the game. Uh, you know, the, the, the pay and all that stuff is outside of it. And you're, uh, completely concentrating on, you know, trying to win football games and trying to make the guys around you as good as you can be. And, um, you know, I think he's, he's got a great handle on things. I think, uh, you know, again, coming back from that opening loss, to uh to this win here i think that's huge for him and i think it's uh, huge for the whole organization uh offensively too because uh you know you want to make sure that you're doing your part and you come out and and perform the way you know you can your nfl journey was a testament to perseverance jeff there were opportunities that didn't come as quickly as perhaps you may have wanted or hoped for but then when the opportunity came you certainly made the most of it and now when we talk about guys who have won super bowls who weren't uh week in week out starters the regular starters your name is at the top of the list we think of uh nick Foles with the philadelphia eagles in, in 2017 uh doug williams with, with washington what does it feel like to be mentioned in that group and what did it take to continue to persevere and, and maybe not walk away if at any time you felt like uh, this this isn't working out? Well, I tell you, it's a little different back then, too. There was no free agency at the time, so you were really stuck. And I did everything I could to try to get out onto the field. Um, I think I might be the only Super Bowl winning quarterback that uh, actually ran the ball, caught a pass and blocked a punt before I ever threw one in the NFL. So I was trying everything I could to get out on the field, didn't have any other alternatives, couldn't go to another team. So, um, you know, you try your best, you try to persevere and you try to be patient, but uh, waiting six and a half years uh, to have your opportunity is a long time. And so uh, for me to be, uh, one of only 30 guys that is alive that has started and won a Super Bowl as a quarterback. Um, that's a that's a pretty small group and a group that I'm part uh, proud to be part of. Um, it was a difficult journey. I mean, uh, I have probably the the least amount of experience of any of the quarterbacks that has won a, a Super Bowl, uh, especially in that that type of situation. So I'm proud of what um, I was able to accomplish there. But obviously, all that is. Uh, you're surrounded by a great team and uh, players that are doing their job. And uh, as long as you can do your job and they do theirs, good things are going to happen. So um, proud to have been part of that, uh, that whole uh, run for Super Bowl 25. You mentioned blocking a punt. I, I correct me if I'm wrong. The first time you touched a football in an NFL game was, was it that blocked punt? How did that happen? How did you even end up on special teams doing that? Well, I don't think it was the first time I, I touched the football, but uh, again, I asked to uh, to uh, do whatever I could. And if that was be on the punt team or uh, kickoff or anything like that, I wanted to be able to contribute. So um, I was just glad to be able to contribute in, in that sense right there. And, um, you know, it's sort of a, a, a nice trivia question as to uh, <laughs> what, what Super Bowl winning quarterback has done, you know, right. uh, blocked a caught a pass and, and ran the ball before he ever threw one. So, um, but the big key there is to have won a Super Bowl and proud to, proud to be part of that. A lot of players, oftentimes they tell me that the biggest memories or the, the greatest part of being in the NFL is the relationships beyond what you'd accomplish on the field, beyond the Vince Lombardi trophy and everything else. It's the relationships that you build with other players, some from your own team, some from other teams. And I, I think that's probably played a role in, 
what you have helped put together here with QB United. Tell me a little bit about that, what your goals are and, and what inspired you really to start it. Well, I, I think relationships, uh, that is the thing that I've missed most uh, leaving the game of football. And that was the relationships that you had uh, within, within, you know, your locker room. And, you know, it's amazing because you put together this group of 50 guys uh, and they're as diverse as could be age group wise, uh, the whole way across the board, uh, politi politically, uh, everything you can think of, there are different views. And so uh, the fact that you're all in one locker room and that you're all concentrating on one goal and you all work towards that goal sort of gives the, uh, the, the idea of how people from different backgrounds uh, diversity can all unite and concentrate on doing something good, uh, a common goal. And that's really the uh, the thinking to not concentrate on uh, all of our differences, but to concentrate on something that would unite us, that we could all get together and rally behind and uh, for a common good. And so, you know, being part of a small group of guys that have won a Super Bowl as a quarterback, it sort of was you know, you look at them and you see the, the amount of things that these guys do at that position. They do great things individually with their own foundations, uh, within their own communities. And I always wondered, man, could not we make a big impact if we all came together as a group, unified, uh, what what our voice could be then? And, um, you know, these are leaders of men. They have uh, led their teams uh, throughout their whole career. So why can't we do that as a group? and lead others to walk alongside us for a common goal. And, you know, we focused on uh, suicide prevention because every time you turn around, uh, you see it in the, in the news, you see it on the internet, you see it in the paper. And uh, it's such a, um, a tragic, devastating issue that's going on right now. It's every 40 seconds, someone dies from suicide. And you think about that in football terms, in between plays, during a game, someone has died from suicide. Each play, you know, if you if you applied that to the guys that are out on the field, you wouldn't make it to halftime until everybody was gone. So those are those are issues that I think um, you know really come to play. And wondering, man, how can we make an impact on this? How can we bring others alongside us to bring awareness to this? And so we set this uh, organization up, QB United, to actually magnify the impact, magnify the voices. Um, and unite together to to concentrate on this. And, um, you know, I, I never dreamed that uh, I could possibly get 57 quarterbacks all to do a video and come together with one voice. You know, we started out thinking, man, maybe we can get 20 guys. And then the 20 came and went, and then it was to 40, and then the 40 came and went. And um, we ended up at 57, and we started this in April. Uh, that's pretty amazing when you start to think, you know, number one, I had 25 year old numbers trying to get a hold of guys, uh, <laughs> was difficult. There were times when, uh, you know, I was, I was disappointed. I was, uh, thinking, man, what, this isn't going to happen. There's no way. Um, example was, you know, the first 48 hours, I probably texted 10 to 15 guys and there was complete silence. And a lot of the, the texts or, or phone calls went to uh, no longer in service or he's no longer here or things like that. And so, 
it was 48 hours of silence. And I'm wondering, you know, what am I doing here? And just getting ready to jump in the shower and look down, my phone's ringing. It's on a Saturday morning is Joe Namath. And, you know, Joe uh, was the catalyst there, the first one to, to, to jump on. And he, he got on the phone and said, hey, you know, uh, I've done my research on you. I like what I see. What can I do? And from there, it was one door after another that God opened uh, to be able to, number one, get a hold of these guys. Number two, to be able to convince them to, to do something about it, to do a video. Number three, to actually have the video done and to be able to send it. And you think about that, just to get a couple guys to do that, that's a major undertaking. But to get 57 guys that uh, span seven decades of quarterbacks in the NFL, that 21 uh, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, we've got 11 or 12 Hall of Famers, there's future Hall of Famers, um, there's all pros, there's there's MVPs. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing group of men that have come together to um, – you know, try to challenge that 40 seconds. Every 40 seconds, someone dies from suicide. We want to change that stat. No doubt. When you tell me you got 25-year-old numbers, Jeff, I'm thinking you're calling some landlines that no longer exist. We're living in in a cell phone uh, era and age. That's really cool that Joe Namath is the first one to reach out. And it's kind of like, you know, New, New Year, you won a Super Bowl in New York. He won a Super Bowl in New York. When I look down the list, I see Aikman, Bradshaw, Elway, Manning, Marino, uh, Guys, Theismann, guys still playing now, Pres Dak Prescott and, and, and others. What does it say about that generational gap? You talked about the differences and everyone's got the, everyone's doing their own thing, but then to be able to bring some guys from the older generation, the younger generation, I know Dak's been impacted by uh, mental health and suicide within his own family. Uh, to be able to bring all those guys together for a common cause, I, I once they learn about it, I don't think anybody would be at all opposed to this. Yeah, it it's been an amazing journey here because you know you start to realize how close suicide is to each one of us, and most of the times, the sad part of that is you never know until it's too late. And in speaking with these guys. Um, you find stories about how close it came to them and how it has impacted each one of them and how each one of them has stepped up and, and um, you know, uh, joined into this and wanted to be part of it. I mean, and it, it gets it gets for me emotional because, you know, you have Joe Namath, who, who who's part of this and his video is powerful. It, he's pleading. Uh, to people about hope. And, you know, you've got Derek Carr, who was the first video that came back. You know, I, I, I send him the information and within within two minutes, boom, his video's back. And I, I mean, it was it was wow. it was a game changer for me. You know, you've got the the Mannings, uh, Eli and Peyton and Archie, who who have been impacted by suicide and have all come together uh, very quickly to, to support that. Um, you know, you have Tony Romo who pulled off the, the side of the road, uh, a highway, and he's in the tall grass and he shoots his video. You got Jake Plummer over in Europe uh, on vacation and he shoots his, his video and sends it out. So there's story after story. Terry Bradshaw is, uh, he's got his, he's in his car. He's got his seatbelt on. Uh, he pulls off and, and he does his video. I mean, these are guys that, We've all grown up with watching uh, on Sundays and, you know, you see them out there uh, doing these things out on the football field. Uh, but now you get to really see 
really what they are, the men behind the, the, uh, the helmet and that. And it's, uh, it's powerful to hear them talk about um, how important you are, how much you're loved, uh, how much that you matter. Uh, because this is a this is a situation um, that is impacting all of us, and uh, it's something that we can do better at. We can have a different. We can make a difference here. We can change that statistic. So uh, it's powerful to have this group of guys all together to help lead others uh, and walk alongside each other to uh, to make a difference. Jeff, I think the importance of getting this group together is not only raising awareness that that stat exists, that it's every 40 seconds, which is staggering. When I hear that, I'm just I'm blown away. And you, you think about uh, veterans uh, or the military veterans who are high among that group. I've heard stories about how like uh, police officers, firemen, and, and there's different professions who are within that. But then there's, of course, the athletes, the NFL players we know of several, Junior Seau, Dave Dewerson, other guys, uh, I believe Andre Waters, who I grew up watching play in Philadelphia, I'm sure played against you at some point. It, when it hits home like that, we can hear all kinds of stats and numbers, but when it hits home, how much more powerful is that for, for guys to, to really grab hold of for folks out there to, to understand? I, I think everybody's sort of aware of it, but until it actually hits close to home, sometimes you just, it's not on your radar like it should be. And I think right now, I think uh, most of us have, have found out that it's not very far of a reach you know someone has been impacted by suicide. And so, you know, obviously our, our goal here is to really change that and bring awareness to and, and encourage people to talk. You know, men um, are devastated by, uh, by suicide and men tend not to want to talk about any of it. And that's the goal. When you see Dan Marino talk about, hey, it's okay to talk about it. Uh, it's powerful. You know, and that's that's our goal is we need to have the conversations. We need to make sure that people realize it's OK to talk about it. You know, none of us are perfect. We all have imperfections. Um, we've all had struggles. You know, we just need to be more aware of our surroundings. Those that are that are struggling, we need to be able to reach out. You know, we need to we can have an impact, you know, a, a, a kind word, a pat in the back, a, a meaningful. How are you? And follow up with it. Uh, could change someone's life. And so I, I think uh, the fact that we can get this group together and start this and start the conversation, not start it, but magnify the conversation because the conversation's been there. Um, we just need to be a bullhorn for it and get it spread out. And our goal with QB United has been to, um, as a group, to focus on 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 a, an issue and really bring attention and, and focus to that on a national stage or on a global stage, but also to go back into each one of those quarterbacks' own communities and reach out into there and have an impact within those communities so that our reach isn't just globally or, or outside away from us, but it all comes back home. And uh, that's the goal. We want to make sure that we start in our local communities and work our way out and have impact. Jeff, you played in an era where injuries were suck it up and get back out there. But I think that also applied strongly and heavily to mental health issues. I grew up in an era where you just you deal with it. You man up. You hear that term all the time. Man up. Suck it up. And I'm encouraged that more it, it's become more common now to where to hear that phrase. Like you said, it's OK to not be OK. It's OK to talk about it. It's OK to seek help. This younger generation seeking 
help. How important is it to impress upon people, especially from my generation, your generation, who may be going through some stuff that seek some help? Go out there and, and, and talk to someone. Don't hold things in. Don't allow it to, to grow and to reach a point where there is no return. Yeah. And I think, you know, when people talk about courage and strength and bravery, you know, it's it's those that are going through struggles. The courage there is is going out and talking about it to someone to seek help. I mean, that's courageous. That's bravery. And and what we've got to make sure that we do is is we relay that message that that's not that's not being weak. That's not failing. That's none of that. I mean, reaching out is is a courageous thing to do because you're being vulnerable you're asking for help and lots of times we have we have real difficulties in asking for help and so you know our goal there is is let, let's eliminate that stuff you know i i grew up in a real strong christian family and you know my mom used to always tell us that uh, before we left the house remember who you are and whose you are and you know it always used to bother me because you know she was putting me on the spot and the the who you are is you know, that's what you're made of. That's your family. That's your friends. That's your character. That's where you've come from. That's some of the stuff that you actually do. And, you know, sometimes we, we don't meet the standards of people around us. And sometimes we're judged on what we do. And our self-worth is based on what we do. And, and that really impacts us. And that makes us struggle. But it was the whose you are that was, it's, it's the impact. It's the, for me, that was in my lowest of times that I always know that God has me. He has a plan for me. He made me with all my flaws, with all my imperfections, with all my weaknesses. I'm perfect. And that for me has been the strength to get me through some of my uh, most difficult times. Some, some of those out there don't have that. They don't have the family, the resources behind that. And so that's our goal here is to be able to reach everybody and to tell them you matter, you're important, you have a purpose. And, and to and to talk to us about it. And so, um, you know, we feel like these these leaders of men that are on the, the football field, if they can come together and uh, be such a diverse group over, uh, um, you know, seven decades that somehow, some way we ought to be able to have others walk alongside us and, and collaborate with it. You know, I, I'm hoping that at some point we're able to collaborate uh, with the defensive lineman group. All right. Now, quarterbacks and defensive linemen, they don't they don't ever really get along too well. But can you imagine the power of those two coming together or country music? You know, I, I, I'd love to have uh, uh, Dolly Parton, you know, come and, and collaborate with us with every other country music star and come together. And let's let's bring this to the forefront. Let's do some amazing things together to bring awareness to suicide prevention. And you can go down the line to the different ways that we could collaborate, but our goal here is let's get the conversation moving. Let's move forward. Let's join forces all, you know, with a united voice. That's outstanding. If there's any way that people can get involved, if they want to reach out, get more information, if they want to help those watching, those listening, those reading about it, what can they do, Jeff? Go to uh, qbunited.org. There's, uh, if you need help, there's, we have, we have teamed up with, with some great organizations, professional organizations that are, that are qualified to deal with suicide. And, uh, you know, 988, we have the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. We have Better Help for Counseling. We have Stay Here, which was a group that um, I worked with early on that educated me on all the do's and don'ts of suicide and some of the statistics and things like that, they've been invaluable. So 
we have uh, on that website the ability to go there and, and find things that you need. If you want to learn how to recognize the signs of suicide and to help those that may be thinking about suicide, you can go there and, and uh, be educated for that. And then there's always the, the donation end of it, because if we can get monies directed here, 100% of what we raise in QB United, it's going back out. And it's going back out in our local communities of our quarterbacks to have an impact, as well as our national organizations, to make sure that we do everything we can to change that statistic of 40 every 40 seconds. Jeff, you made a lot of great plays in your NFL career. You won a Super Bowl, as we talked about. I, I believe uh, this is the greatest play uh, that you're doing, that you're making right now. And before I let you go, I got to ask you this question. You look absolutely jacked. Like, look, how much time are you spending in the gym? <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. Um, it must be the camera. <laughs> I, I'm trying to uh, work on father time, but in the end, he wins. But I, I'm, I'm giving him a struggle. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate your time. That's it for this week. Thank you to Jeff Hostetler. Thank you to Doug Pastorscott and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. With 33 convenient locations, Heritage's Dairy Stores desires to be your deli of choice. Heritage's full-service delis offer great-tasting products for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Harry Egg Breakfast Sandwich, made with two farm-fresh eggs, cheese, choice meat on a fresh Kaiser roll, makes morning simple. Heritage's famous subs are built on freshly baked Lysio rolls and feature Dietz & Watson premium meats and cheeses, freshly sliced anytime. Making lunches at home? Try one of our lunchbox specials, which are sure to please. Heritage's Dairy Stores, our family, your hometown deli.